Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Enlight Moment, where I am sharing truth and insight taken from my everyday life, as well as from the lives of those that God brings across my path in order to share with you so that your life may come out of the darkness and into the light. I am excited, as always, to bring you another episode. We are still at the beginning of 2024, at least when I'm recording this. And I am declaring and believing that this year will be one of your best years. So for this episode, I am sharing something that's dear to my heart that I have learned and seen that makes a difference in my faith life and whenever I'm just needing to see God move. And that is the topic of fasting. Prayer and fasting, normally they say go together, which yes, that is what we would be talking about as well, but specifically the topic of fasting. With that said, first, I'd like to tell you something else that I've been up to um, for this year. I have created a money planner and it is something that I am excited about. It's something that um, the last couple of years God has placed in my heart um, when he just really began to take my money to the next level. And that was tracking my money and reviewing my money and budgeting my money and just various things like that. So without too much detail, I have created a money planner um, with templates and things in it that you can use as well. And I'll post that link at the, um, in, the, in the subject or description of this podcast so that you can see if it's something that would be beneficial for your life as much as it has been for mine. So with fasting. Okay. Fasting is something that if you're part of a church, um, usually at the beginning of the year, most churches um, start some type of fast, right? Or throughout the year, you know, you need a problem. Women are fasting for their husbands. Husbands may be fasting for their wives. Um, family members fa- fasting for another family member. People are fasting, praying and fasting for healing. There's various things reasons why people fast, but because it is the beginning of the year and that's usually when they do it, we're going to talk about that right now. My story when it comes to fasting, I think I may have mentioned in a previous episode of when I really begin my journey of following God and really begin my journey of seeing where he wanted me to go. It somewhat started with a fast. And I say somewhat because I'd already had the stirring in my spirit to, you know, find greater, to find a higher purpose, to step outside of the nine to five and have more of a peace within myself. I was already feeling that tug, but I didn't quite know the direction to go. I didn't quite notice, you know, didn't know what to do. And I remember at the time, I had a coworker who was also a very dear friend who was more into the routine of going to church um, every Sunday. To whereas me, you know, I grew grew up hearing about God. I'd go to church on occasion, but I wasn't just really consistent with it. It wasn't my my routine practice. It was just more of a heart thing for me. And my friend, church was embarking on a fast, and so that first one they were doing for 21 days. And I think they were doing something to where um, um, they wouldn't eat till after a certain time and there were certain foods they could eat. And I 
knew myself. I knew my habits. I knew my cravings. And I was like, yeah, there's, there's no way I can do that. I said, you know what? But just as a personal, personal thing, I'll, I'll give up soda. Soda was my weakness then. And sad to say, I think soda is still kind of my weakness, but I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to give that up. So I went through the 21 days. And for that first one, what I believe it did was softened my heart or prepared my heart for this next level of fasting that I did, because when I completed it, I said, "Oh wow, I could, I can, I can fast. Like I can give up something. I was. It was a challenge for me that I accomplished." So a little while later, I began, you know, embarking on this, the unrest with, within my spirit, and I got in my spirit for whatever reason that I needed to take three days to myself you know, tell my friend, um, no communication, you know, don't feel, you know, like the Lord wants me to talk to too many people right now. I feel like I'm supposed to do a three-day fast. And I mentioned this to my friend and and maybe my friend felt, you know, felt rejected or felt, hey, it was a personal thing. Um, and they they said, no, you know, what? No, that, that's not God telling you that. Three days not talking to anyone. What do you, what do you, like, no, that's not it. And I'll admit, you know, I've mentioned in the past about hearing those voices, you know, that's against what you feel in your spirit. Because I wasn't the one going to church every Sunday, I I kind of discounted my thought. And I, I told my friend, I said, you know what? You're right. Or at least I thought to myself, you know, you're right. Like, who am I? I, I, I don't know if I hear from God. I I just magically came up with three days. Like, what's going on here? You know, like to isolate myself from people and not talk to people, what, you know, what's really going on here. And, but my friend invited me to their church service that following Sunday. And I said, yeah, you know what, you know, I can do that. I'll, I'll come with you. You know, I went to the church service and guess what the pastor said? The pastor stood up in front of the congregation and said, I've been feeling in my spirit that God wants us to do a three day fast. And I remember, I just looked over at my friend like, what? (laughs) You know, like, what? Okay, I knew I wasn't crazy. I felt the same thing. I felt for whatever reason, we're supposed to take three days and, you know, and fast and consecrate, you know, like if, you know, surely your pastor of your church who is, you know, consistent and and has been to, you know, theological seminary and knows all the ins and outs of religion, must know something over little me who did you know didn't know anything, and so because I had received my confirmation of yes, we should do this three day fast time period of consecration, my friend I guess was on board with it and said okay yeah, and it was during that time um, that during that time of the three days for me that God really I felt God really led me gave me a clear direction as far as where to go in my life and that was where. Um, he led me to move to Houston, Texas and get involved with my church, Lakewood Church. Um, and the question posed at the time I've mentioned before was just more of kind of, you know, I felt like the Holy Spirit it was guiding me and asking me, what are you seeking? And, you know, seek God and all else what follows. But long story short, I did the three-day fast. I got that direction as far as where to go. After knowing that, I had more of a piece of, okay, this is where God is leading me. And then from there, that was kind of, I would say, 
maybe that first 21 day was the was the, the the seed planter or maybe that was tilling the ground you know in farming thing you till the ground that one tilled the ground it says okay I can give up things and then this the, and then then this actual seed of fasting was my first three day fast that I received the direction and after that uh, because again I wasn't raised on fasting um, no one you know no one practiced that at least not um, at least not, you know, in my childhood, I was familiar with the Catholics doing, you know, the 40 days of there, you know, you give up something, but it still just wasn't nothing that I hardcore followed, you know. So I had the three days planted. And then when I moved to Houston, after that, it was just kind of uh, more of a series within my spirit. I After that, I did my first 40 day. And again, it wasn't anything just when I say my fasting is the beginning, it wasn't these miraculous, like I gave up all food or I was only fruit and vegetables or, you know, it was nothing like that for me. It was more of what I could do. You know, the first three day one, I did the where you don't eat till after 6 p.m. And then my first 40 day, I think I gave up maybe like, um, meats, you know, I can eat anything but just hardcore meat. And so when I say anything, I, 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 to this day, remember having a bag of Dorito chips, at least towards the end. <laughs> but yet, you know, I was still fasting. And during that fast, what had happened for me, there was a, a Christian school um, in the Houston area that my son, I was sending my son to, or wanted, you know, wanted to send my son to, and they had a chaplain position open. And I remember saying, man, I would love to be their school chaplain. And I kind of had in my mind how I would work my way up to become this chaplain and said, okay, I'm going to get to know so-and-so. I'm going to start going to their, you know, they had some PTA meetings. I'm going to start, you know, start doing these like X, Y, Z thing. That was what was in the back of my hand. But it was during my fast that I went to drop my son off at school and I saw they were having this prayer meeting for that day and I was, it just stood out and I said, uh, let me go home. And then I, the Holy Spirit reminded me, something in me reminded me and said, hey, you're fasting, you should go. I said, oh yeah, okay, fasting kind of opens up, you know, windows for me, let me go. And I went to this this prayer meeting and at the prayer meeting, the lady there, you know, um, said, hey, you know, we're having a school board meeting, you know, coming up. I think you should go to it. I said, okay, you know, sure. I'm still fasting. You know, I, you know, I want to stay at home, but okay. I feel like, you know, during this fasting time, whatever reason God's leading me, I'll go. And I went to the board meeting and I didn't know anything they were talking about, you know, budgeting, planning, all this random stuff that at the time I wasn't, you know, I wasn't um, an expert in. And I remember at the end, I just got this two scriptures that came to my heart or my mind. And I, you know, at the end, they said, well, does anyone have anything to say? I said, well, this is what comes to my mind. And I just said these two scripture. And I remember the, the president of the board just kind of looked at me. And apparently that was maybe the same message or something she had gotten in her spirit as well earlier. And she said, you know what? And she just right then and there, she said, have you ever thought about, you know, being a chaplain or, you know, something because we have that position, a position open. And I think you would be a great fit. And I was like, huh? <laughs> right then and there, right there. I was on a fast, you know, God told me what to do. 
I got the chaplain position. And then at the end of that 40-day fast, I remember I was pulling up at a gas station and I was getting gas and there from a distance I saw this um, what appeared to be a homeless guy walking up and his clothes looked dark. They looked kind of burnt or dingy. I don't know, maybe he was just dirty or whatever. And for whatever reason, I had this weird feeling. And I knew the feeling was so um, key for me because normally, especially at that time, I saw myself as not having judgment against anyone. I loved everyone. You know, it was truly that, oh God, like we are the world. Let's feed the homeless. Let's live with the homeless, whatever. I, you know, I had no like fears um, to that extent, but I had this weird feeling like, ugh. So I remember in Telegram, my son was with me and I said, hey, let's, let's go in the store. You know, you want some candy or whatever, we'll go in the store and get it for you. And we went in the store and then the guy comes in and he, you know, walks back by me and I had this weird feeling and I just remember thinking, oh, you know what? Be friendly. And I was like, hi, how are you doing today? And, you know, he didn't say anything. And I said, okay. So then I walked off and the guy went up to the front and he kind of looked back at me and he did this like gesture, like, who do you think you are? And I was like, huh? And then it was like, I heard this thought in my head so clear that says, he doesn't like you because you're a Christian. And it was so loud and clear that I looked around like, huh? Like, what? I didn't say I was a Christian. Like, what the heck? Like, it was so weird. And then it, then I said, okay, you know, and then the guy begins to walk off and I walk past him. And again, and, you know, my little brain was like, hey, you know, he may be an angel in disguise, you know, and this is a test. You should be nice and friendly to him, you know, so that God doesn't judge you. So I said again, hi, excuse me, sir. How are you doing today? And I kid it. It may sound weird. You don't have to believe me, but this man's voice changed and got deep. And he said, the Lord Jesus Christ is not at work in you. He did not die on the cross to save your sins. And I just looked like, huh? And my son heard it. He said, mom, what did he say? And I just said, okay, (laughs) okay, sir. And grabbed my son and just walked on out and got in the car. My son was like, mom, what did he say? I was like, I don't know. But then when the shock kind of died down over me, all of a sudden I realized, I was like, wait a minute, that was, you know, that was the devil, you know, whatever. That was not of God. And I have Jesus living inside of me. I can go and lay hands on this man and cast him out right now. And I felt like the Holy Spirit said, no, 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 no. I just wanted to show you that um, there is a spiritual side to this world. There is a different side. I know a lot of times Life seems happy-go-lucky. It seems perfect. We look at the natural, but there are spirits behind people. There are forces, you know, hidden that will block blessings, that will fight you. You know, the Bible speaks of, you know, we wrestle not against um, flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities. And I say that story to because I was telling you I was on my 40-day fast, and those two things, among some other things that happened um was what happened during that, transpired during that time. I became the chaplain without really applying for it. And God kind of showed me the spiritual side of things. And then from there, because I always thought I had to do these really long, drawn up fast of 40 days, 21 days, whatever days to, to, to have breakthrough, to get clarity for God to lead me. But, you know, transpiring over time and I'll do maybe I want to do a more in-depth fasting prayer series bringing on other people experts and things like that for you but I begin to 
in my own life see that, no, I could do one for 10 days. You know, um, I could do one for five days. And to where they started off, like I have done some completely liquid or water only fast for 10 days and 11 days. And I've gotten it down to, you know, kind of like five days. Um, and so there are things that, you know, from those, my 10 and five days that lately, especially in the last couple of years, for whatever reason, when I'm needing like a financial breakthrough um, or something's really bothering me at work, you know, or someone's really just, ugh, I would, I'd go on these fast. And they're not always easy for whatever reason you would think the more and more you do it, the easier they would get. But that's not necessarily the case. So that's kind of my story of my personal story of why fasting um, is key to me, why I do believe in fasting and another reason why I wanted to share that with you. So why fasting? Again, you know, what does the um, Bible say? And I say Bible because I am Christian, but not just Christians fast. You know, there's, if you look at other religions, you know, Muslims or Islam have Ramadan, 40 days. I know Hindu um, do fasting. There's a lot of different uh, religions. They all do some form of fasting, you know, consecrating, abstaining from food. So if you just took out the who's right and the who's wrong, and just as I, I like to say sometimes, chew the meat and spit out the bone, um, and just see the spiritual principle of fasting, Look at it that way. I believe God will meet you on whatever level you're on. So if that's the only level you can take it out, there's some spiritual principle to fasting. And even science, you know, if you just took took out religion completely and spiritual things and look at science, you know, you can now read plenty of studies and research of the importance of fasting, of what it does to your body. You know, um, I believe on day three, uh, by day three, they said your body starts doing what is it, trophy or trophy or something where it's, where it's now eating the dead cells, the bad cells, and removing them so that you could have uh, new cells come. And the funny thing is, before I even knew kind of the science of that, I I write down my fast whenever I'm doing them. I write down what's happening each day. And I always notice, even though the first day may be the hardest mental, uh, mentally, the third day was usually the hardest for me physically every single time. And I was like, what the, what is going on? But with that, I told myself, well, if I can just get through day three, I'm going to have a breakthrough on day four. And that was always my declaration and come to find out and, you know, the science behind it. There's, that's when like the trophy or whatever kicks in on day three, right? Like, you know, day one, your body starts doing things. So even if it's just a simple matter of your body is physically removing you know, uh, toxins and it's removing dead cells and it's removing bad things within your body so that now you can think clearer, you know, so now that you have more energy so that you can go out and meet people or socialize, that could be a way you can look at it too. But biblically speaking, Jesus, you know, the Bible does call us to fast. There's plenty of stories um, in the Bible on fasting, which I would recommend. Just Google fasting in the Bible. As, again, I want to do a more in-depth kind of series or something on prayer and fasting, but just for your, just for mentioning it now for the concept of fasting, Google fasting in the Bible. Um, you know, Jesus said, not if you fast, but he says, when you fast, you know, do, do X, Y, Z. And there was a story in the Bible with Jesus 
and his disciples where they all try to cast out this demon and they couldn't. And so Jesus came and said, okay, you know, let me do it. And boom, voila, he cast them out. And they, the disciples came to Jesus and said, hey, like, why couldn't we do it? And he said, basically, you know, this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. You know, there's certain kinds. And there says there's, um, and as Isaiah, it says, um, is it not this kind of fasting I have chosen to loosen the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke? to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke, right? And um, when I was, I kind of did like a, oh, Google, you know, fasting in the Bible. And this is what um, one site had referenced their little highlight. They said, often in the Bible, God's people fasted immediately before a major victory, miracle, or answer to prayer. It prepared them for their blessing. You know, Moses, when he fasted, he received the Ten Commandments. You know, Jesus had to fast. He had to go away, you know, for 40 days. And then he was tempted in the, you know, tempted with, with Satan. And then his ministry began. So I'm sure if you've ever fasted before, you have your own miracles that maybe you can attest to. But if not, Google fasting in the Bible, Googling, just Google fasting, you know, results. Google fasting scientifically. And like I said, I will do one more in-depth as far as um, the ins and out of fasting. So for this particular podcast episode, though, how, you know, um, how do you fast? And I'm sharing for you my, you know, what has worked for me. I'm sharing you my way. Again, we'll go more um, technical. I have a little technical delay on, you know, sometimes when I fast, I have some friends that will <laughs> meddle me and they say, that's not a fast. That's a, you know, it's a diet. A true fast is only giving up, <laughs> you know, all food. And that's not really, you know, really fasting. Maybe from the science level, the best is, yeah, completely abstain from food. Um, but on a spiritual concept, I do believe in my heart, God meets you on any level that you're on. Um, there's one that a lot of Christians or churches will do called the Daniel fast. And the Daniel fast where he fasted for 21 days and he had to give up, um, was it 10 days? Oh my God. He fasted 10 or 21 days and he had to give up, you know, um, like it was no meat, no choice, so no sweets. Uh, so he was still able to eat, but it wasn't, it was a limited choice of food, you know. And then there are, yeah, the, the, the ones where you're completely liquid. There's the ones where it's just fruit and vegetables. So you kind of decide um, what works for you or what's placed in your heart. And maybe if there's a church that's doing one and you just, you know, if you can't, like I said, if you can't do anything but just give up something that you're highly addicted to, you know, not addicted to, but something that you always eat, you know, candy, you always drink a soda, you always have to have uh, ice cream, you know, if you can't do anything else, I would say start there. And then for how long, if nothing else, just start with one day. But what I found as far as like miracles and breakthroughs, for me, I found a three to five day window at bare minimum. Um, But ideally, if I would tell you to start with one, I would say start with five days. For some type, if you're looking for some type of breakthrough, I would say five days because I noticed three um, day three is usually the hardest for me, and then it's like I'd get my breakthrough on day four. But even with that said, I was reminded of um, with a friend earlier about Esther in the Bible, where you know her people were being faced with um, 
with dangers. And, you know, God said, he, you know, they said, you know, basically raise Esther up for a time of this. And Esther called her people to fast for three days. And then after she fasted or they fasted is when she went in to talk to the king and tell him what was going on. And that's when the king made the decision to to save Esther's people. So sometimes we think, oh, well, um, you know, I'm fasting and nothing's happening. Well, fasting will also prepare people's heart, you know, to where, yeah, you know, sometimes the, the miracle will come to you, but sometimes you have, you have to go to the interview. You have to reach out to the loved one who you haven't heard to, from in years. You have to ask that person for, you know, to help you. Um, but because you fasted, God prepared their heart to receive you better. So again, um, decide on, you know, what you, what you're going to do, you know, you're going to give up food or one item, or you're going to do completely liquids, decide on a time frame, which I think, you know, I would recommend at least three days. Um, but I would say, I would say start with five days. You know, if you can't do anything else, just want to, you know, you could do one day, but five days. And then from there, as led, if your church is doing 21 days and you feel bold and you, that's really what's in your spirit, go 21 days, go 10 days. Um, then I'm, I want to say, make sure to set your intentions or set you what's bothering you or the desires of your heart, however you want to term, uh, to um, define it. Because I know different people, I say it's tomato, tomato. Some say, oh, set your intentions. Some say, oh, what's your desire? You know, I've had, there's, it just depends on what you need. You know, what are you wanting? What, what's bothering you? Um, are you, you know, needing money? You know, hey, God, you know, I need I need money. Just plain and simple. Just right there. Just boom, put that down. I need money. You know, oh, I need a better job. You know, oh, I need a spouse. Like, what do you need? What What is your biggest, like, the thing that you just want and desire and believing for so much? You know, put that down. Or, or, or are there little things that's kind of bothering you? There's a scripture that says the, um, the Lord your God will perfect everything that concerns you. So sometimes when it's just kind of like little things or more than one, I'll, I'll, I make sure to write them down and I do them little circles. I'll put at the top, I'll say, you know, God perfects everything that concerns me. And I'll put, you know, I need money to pay this bill. Um, my neighbor is too loud and wants to fight me. <laughs> you know, uh, my car has this funny noise, you know, and I do those more where sometimes I, if I feel like I'm getting overwhelmed and I can't make a decision, I'm like, God, please fix this for me. And sometimes, yeah, during those, th- those fasting, it's the ideals just come clearer to me, you know, or I may meet someone that could help me with X, Y, Z, but that helps me well, but make sure you're writing down, you know, uh, what it is you're needing, what you're believing for, what you want God to, um, to help you with. And then the final kind of thing I would suggest in writing, um, in fasting is to track it. You know, I opened up in the beginning, um, that I created a money planner, which I'll put the link in there, but that has been something key for me. I started tracking even before I started doing a money tracker. When I was back in my Lakewood days, I used to send out, the in-light encouragement. And in hindsight, I realized that was me just tracking the good that God did in my life. That was me tracking because that's what they were. They were they were miracle stories. 
They were everyday revelations um, that I felt God was speaking to me. They were um, teachings that were just coming to me that I was receptive to. And if good is always happening to you, think of it like turning on a radio. You know, you have to you have to t- turn to that station to actually pick up on the frequency or the radio signals. So in a way, you tracking down what happens during this time is not only a recollection or a record for you that in the future you can go back and say, oh, wow, you know, I was needing this and I came to the Lord and and I met so-and-so and we started a business together and now I'm a millionaire, you know, or it also helps, you know, um, when you're, you know, in the middle of a, you know, you're in the middle of a fast and you're getting discouraged, you can look back and you can say, oh, okay, it's day three <laughs> and I feel like crap right now. But if I look back last year, I on day three, I felt like crap. But on day four, this is where my breakthrough came through. So if I can just push through to, to day four, it helps, you know, it helps that way um, with the tracking. So again, decide how, uh, you want to do your fast, you know, how long, what you want to give up, how long you want to do it, you know, when you want to start it, set your intentions or put your heart desire of what it is you're looking for, and then uh, make sure you track it or write down what's happening. Keep a journal. I keep one on my phone now where I would literally just, you know, label it fasting, whatever the dates is to this day. And then I'd kind of put at the top, you know, I need money or this is bothering me. And then, you know, I will, you know, then each day I literally, as things happen, I would put them down. And sometimes the things were just thoughts. I, I track thoughts too during those fasting as well. And with that, all that said, I, I just kind of a final thing I want to say on fasting. I don't want you to, to get the impression that I'm saying God is a genie in the bottle, you know, um, that you're only coming to him. You're only using fasting as, oh, like a like some manipulative, you know, tool or scheme. Um, I didn't come up with fasting, you know, um, it wasn't something I made up. It's not a product I'm trying to sell. It is in the Bible, you know, where God, where Jesus fasted. He has his reason. And I've learned sometimes I've become really good at not having to ask questions. Sometimes I'm one of these people that if I get something in my spirit, I want to understand it. Eventually I have to understand it, but I can pretty much just do it and then let God explain it later. And so that was what fasting kind of became to me of, you know, but it also in a way for me was just another way of seeing more of God. You know, God is the one, God is my source. You know, he may use other people as the resource to bless me with money or to give me a job or to answer a prayer, um, but God is the source. And so fasting is one way that I, I say can help me remove, you know, clutter, remove distractions, remove, as we say, there's, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but spirits can help fight some of these spirits, you know, um, was it, I believe in the Daniel story when the angel, he was praying for an answer. And when he finally got his answer, it was the angel said, well, I would have um, answered you a long time ago, but I was up here fighting, you know, some enemies that were trying to keep me from bringing you your answer. And so therefore that's why it took so long. So don't get discouraged. 
Um, it, it is something, you know, pray if nothing else, see it as a way just getting closer to God to see more that there is a real something out there to help you accomplish your dreams, to help you be your best person, to help you get to where you need to be in life. So I hope that did bless you in some way. Again, I do um, want to do more series on prayer and fasting specifically. I have a lot of different series. We're still going to do a marriage series this year, have more interviews being lined up for you. Um, but I'm just kind of taking this, you know, um, even with interviews and things lined up, still just sharing as God, or it's in my heart to just share. So with that, thank you again for listening. And I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you next time. Bye.